Number 686 in his career. From the beginning of this thing, if you understood and you looked at it, you could see these problems coming. I've said it. You basically have now legalized cheating. I said that I think the first week that, you know, this came out. So we are where we are. Yes, we are. We are where we are, TJ. It is what it is. Thursday, July 28th. Toby and TJ back with you. Hour three. T-Row in the morning show, now just 37 days away from a Sooner kickoff. This show every day brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Go see my friends over there at XOE. It's the place to be. They got the Bad Boy Mowers, which I talk about all the time. It's the Bad Boy of Oklahoma Sports Radio. They've got the sweet decked-out golf cars over there as well. But the CF Motos are hot right now. Check out the CF Motos. They get the power to conquer more from rocky creek beds to colossal mud pits to wooded mountainsides. They can do it all, and XOE is a dealer, the largest Oklahoma City exclusive dealer of CF Moto Power Sports. Talking four-wheelers, utility vehicles, side-by-sides. It's the fastest-growing brand in the entire power sports industry. CF Moto, Extreme Outdoor Equipment's got them. Two locations, one in Newcastle, one in Goldsby. Uh, Go see him. Tell him we sent you today. All right, coming up next segment, Phil Elson, Fayetteville Sports Radio. He's the baseball play-by-play guy for Arkansas. He also, though, talks a lot of football. We're going to talk to him about the Razorbacks. Arkansas came in at number 22 on our countdown today. Back-to-back SEC with Ole Miss and Arkansas the last two days. So a lot more uh, hog talk in the next segment if you're that guy that's allergic to talk in Arkansas. Right now, however, it is time for... I don't know what day of the week it is, yeah. Is it Monday? I don't know. Is it Tuesday? I don't know. Maybe Sunday? I don't know. Every day feels the same. Every day feels the same. I think it's Thursday. Shut your mouth! It all feels it the same. Thursday. It is Thursday. It is Thursday. I don't know what to do. It is time for OTD on this day. Um, TJ's really good at this game. He's 88-4 and four on the year. 
Here's how this works. I will give TJ uh, an event that happened on this day, July 28, and he will tell me what year that event happened. He's got to get within three. Um, three regulation, no bonus for you today, TJ. I think this could be. No bonus. Let's see. That one I think you'll get. That one I think you'll get. That one I think you'll get. I think you're going to go 3-0 and today, but we shall. Breaking news. I'm being we told it's see. raining in parts of Norman. Not here at the station right now, but I'm being told. Where my wife is right now, she says, I don't know what this stuff is falling from the sky, but it's raining right now. How about that? Yeah. That is exciting. Hang on a second. Not raining in Piedmont right now. Not where I live anyway. By the way, I got a text message during that break from someone who I will remain anonymous that is confirming the gift baskets uh, <laughs> from Derek Jeter. Did he? Did, did he? He or she get a gift basket from Derek Jeter? No, it's a he, and he knows someone who did. How about that? And I asked him if he has information on what was in the gift baskets, and he says, uh, "Stand by, I'll work on it for you." So we'll see. Maybe we can. <laughs> there are many in men in the world that That'd can pull off a move like that. Well, I don't get what's so like. I don't get what intrigues you about it so much. Like, what's the what's the deal with the gift baskets that intrigues you? Is that not a move you had? Is it a move you had? Like I said, there are very few men in this world that could pull that off. Like seriously, you're kicking me out and you're handing me a gift basket. Like, it's, oh, they got kicked out. Yes, it's like yes, go leave. This is your parting gift. This wasn't girlfriends like when he broke up with them. This so you're was like it was like, like not like the next morning. It was that night. That like, that, that night, the next morning, whenever it is, he's telling them, uh, "You got to go." You're saying it's a it's a derogatory thing, yes, rather than a rather than a gift. It's hey, basically it's payment. Great. great, thanks for that. Like here's your gift basket. Uh, be on your way. Okay, all right. Yeah. I think I understand it a little more now. I thought it was just he was being nice. Like, <laughs> no. I, got, I, I don't know that gift basket was my move, but, but, you know, I've given my wife flowers or my girlfriend's <laughs> chocolates in the past, so I don't know what the big deal. Like, you're like, oh, my God, it's no, a gift basket. This isn't well, like, we've all given girls this something. Isn't, yeah, this isn't like being nice and buying your wife some flowers. This is, okay, I'm done with you. Get out now. Here's a gift basket to smooth this over. All right. Well, maybe we'll get some further information from our secret source here. How about that? Secret sources uh, on, on the... down the line. All right, here we go. You ready? Here we go. OTD. Here we go. OTD. I, uh, here we go. On this date, July 28, what year did your boy Kenny Rogers, the pitcher, not the singer, pitch the only perfect game in Texas Rangers history? It came against the California Angels. It was in 1990. Take your time. It may have been the. It was early on in the ballpark in Arlington because he was. It, it happened in the ballpark in Arlington. It wasn't Old Ranger Stadium. Do you remember this? Do you remember this night? Yes. Or day, whatever it was. I do. Um, 94 or 5. I'm going to go right in the middle of the decade because I'll get the swing on both sides. So I'm going to go 1995 final answer. 
Holy mackerel! 1994, Kenny Rogers, the only perfect game in Rangers history against the California Angels, July 28, 1994. Good start. I knew you'd get a Rangers question. Golly, we're bumping 30 years on that. How, how old are we? Goodness gracious. We're old. All right, here we go. Number two, remember three regulation, no bonus for you today. Number two, on this date, what year, July 28, what year did the 23rd Modern Olympics open in Los Angeles? The Los Angeles ones were 1984. Pretty pretty certain on that uh, final answer. 23rd Modern oh. Olympics in L.A. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is in the 23rd. I know it happened in 84. I don't know if it happened another time, so I'm just going 1984 final answer. God! God! He baked it in! He baked oh, it you're in! You're trying to throw me off there. You're trying, trying to throw to, me trying off. To slow you down a little okay. bit. i got to eat a whole segment with this thing, and you're just spitting them out <laughs> rapid fire at me. Thought I could make you think about it Well, a we even bit. just discussed this one the other day. So Yeah, we talked about the Russian Olympics the other day. 1984, that's exactly right. This is the McDonald's uh, game card Olympics. Here we go, final one. I think this will be the toughest one, but it is movies, and this is a strong suit for you, so let's see. On this date, July 28, what year, did the classic movie irreverent comedy Animal House debut? That was 19... I'll slow down here for you. It's late 70s. I'm going to be in the window. John Belushi. Uh Uh-huh. Kevin Bacon. I will say it was 70. John Landis comedy. Animal House, TJ. Yeah. I believe shot on the campus of the University of Oregon, if I remember correctly. Isn't that right? Um, I don't know if if, if I knew that. I've forgotten, so... I will say 1979 final answer. Holy mackerel! 1978, and that, that was, was a an pretty. Easy, that was a pretty easy day. I like easy those. Easy three and zero run like for you those. on OTD today. It brings you to 91 and four now on the year. How about that? Kenny Rogers, the Olympics, and Animal House, and you ripped through it like it was nothing. And you gave me a gift basket on the other side. Thank <laughs> I, re- you. I remember watching Animal House as a young kid saying, I'm not supposed to be watching this, but I'm going to watch Animal House. How did you get to watch Animal House as a young kid? I watched um, a lot of movies. Like in the theater? No, no, no. Like when I say young, I was probably 10 or 11 when I saw Animal House. I did see... Um, some of the Cheech and Chong movies, when we'd go to the drive-in, <laughs> I would watch. I wouldn't know what they were saying, but I'd watch Cheech and yeah. Chong on one screen while my parents were watching, you know, whatever they took us to see. Uh, I do remember watching Cheech and Chong at drive-ins. Uh, you know, I've never been to a drive-in in my life. I, I mean, I haven't been since I was a kid. I know, you know, there's one in Oklahoma City that's— They still exist around here. Yeah, right? pretty popular. The Winchester's still open, and a lot of I see a lot of my friends and— people going to it um but i haven't been to one since i was a, a young kid no so you got into a drive-in to see animal house i don't think animal house was at the drive-in i'm trying to remember i remember watching it as a kid and remember thinking i can't get caught watching this mm-hmm. so i don't know if we had it on vhs or what i think it was at the house because i was 
watching it like, uh, you know, <laughs> when my parents weren't around. It's amazing your entertainment knowledge, the links you have gone to in this case and in some other cases to consume entertainment, your days at Blockbuster, uh, you're an encyclopedia of entertainment knowledge. It's very impressive. Yeah, and it's weird how it's like non-existent now. Like I ve- watch very few movies now in my life. Right. So no, that's definitely something that's left your body because now you won't pay sixty nine six ninety nine for <laughs> ESPN Plus. But back then you would do anything to sneak into somewhere to oh, see something anything, somehow, anything some to way, see some type any of movie way, somehow some way. Uh, but now you're like, I'm my, pay, my I'm first R movie in the theater was uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Um. Sneak that in to see that one? No, no. Friends' mom took us. Uh, parents knew we were going. I just like I've got to see Beverly Hills Cop, and they're like, "All right, let's uh-huh. go. We're going to go see Beverly Hills Cop." How about that? Yeah. How about that? All right, break time. Phil Elson talking Arkansas next. The T Row in the morning show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full line dealer for bad boy zero turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle, Tuttle, exit 108. All right, welcome back. Thursday morning, T-Row in the morning show, 820, and we're talking Razorback football now with Phil Elson. Does the baseball for uh, the Hogs as a radio show over there, and he's going to fill our brains with all kinds of Arkansas knowledge right now. Phil, good morning. How are you today? I'm okay. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, man. You're all right. I mean, I know you, you've had a complaint too much positivity on Arkansas. Are you sure you want to do this? I'm positive I want to do this. Yeah, we got all okay. our, we got all our listeners over in the Tulsa area right now who are digging this. Trust me. So okay. We, great. We make somebody mad every day on the show. There's no problem about that. Um, man, what a year last year, huh? I mean, I would imagine. Well, you tell me. What's the feeling right now about Arkansas football? Oh, they haven't been <laughs> this optimistic in a long, long time. You know, I would say since probably even before Brett Bielema, you know, had uh, had a little momentum near the middle of his tenure at Arkansas. But um, people are excited. I mean, and it, it they were it was such a downtrodden program for you know about four or five years there, and back to back seasons with no SEC wins. Not just that, but, I mean, you were getting your face rubbed in it, and there were a lot of embarrassing plays and embarrassing moments, and pride has been restored. And it, and it kind of happened quickly. Uh, you know, three wins in the pandemic-shortened season in Sam Pittman's first year, and the identity started to show a little bit. And then last year, the identity just hit you right in the mouth because that's the way that they played, and it, and it started early uh, with, uh, with a team that can kind of – I wouldn't say dominate the line of scrimmage all the time, but certainly in, in bits and pieces they did. And for a couple of games here and there against Texas uh, in the Outback Bowl against Penn State, they did dominate the line of scrimmage. And because of that, because they're they're pushing teams around, I think Razorback fans uh, feel like they can puff their chest a little bit, and for good reason, because I think the momentum is uh, is has an upward trajectory. What was your assessment of KJ Jefferson last year? Where where could he be better this season? I think so much of the conversation around KJ goes to, you know, how can he help replace the production from Traylon Burks? 
I, I think KJ helped Burks out in a lot of cases because he's good at, at allowing his receivers to go make plays. Um, there were questions about his accuracy coming into last year. There were moments here and there, but there were also drops from wide receivers on perfectly thrown balls. I think KJ's got a pretty accurate arm and a hose. He can really let it go. I think where he can improve is sometimes letting the play develop uh, and hopefully not taking as many hits. He averaged 11 carries per game. Uh, and and he, he's good at getting away from the rush and creating you know, you know, on the fly. But I think it'd be pretty imperative to keep him to maybe like seven to eight carries per game. And with the stable of running backs they have, um, you know, th- there's no need for him to have to run it himself as often as he did last year. What has the assessment uh, been early on on Jaden Hazelwood, the sooner that uh, is now wearing Razorback? I mean, from all from all accounts, he's as, he's as good as advertised. Um, you know, you can't get into practice uh, or anything like that, but they've shown bits and pieces of video, and he, he's making plays. I, I, I just hate that if there is this spotlight on Jaden to, like, be Traylon Burks. It's just unfair. Uh, it's, it's incredibly unfair. No matter how good he is, no matter how good Hazelwood is, um, I think he's going to have a chance to establish himself pretty early but I don't necessarily think like he's going to be the number one target all the time. I think that this is a, this is a wide receiver core and also a tight end too, because Trey Knox moving from tight end or from a wide receiver to tight end during the season last year uh, was pretty impressive. Now he's bulked up. He's got the hands. He's an incredibly intelligent player. I think he'll be a weapon at tight end. It doesn't have like Traylon Burks accounted for almost seventy five percent of the receptions last year. You don't need anybody to do that right now. I think it's a talented group of receivers that Jaden has joined. Uh, you know, Matt Landers coming from Toledo, a kid who played at Georgia a couple of years too. I think he'll have a lot of opportunities to establish himself. So, uh, I, but but Hazelwood's got the spotlight because he's the number one transfer, and he was kind of the earliest transfer too. What do you like most defensively? What's your biggest question mark defensively? Uh, there's two question marks defensively. One of them is, is pressure on the defensive line. That was one thing you didn't necessarily see very often last year. They had trouble generating very much of a pass rush, and quite often it was just you know a three- or four-man rush, and you didn't see much action from uh, blitzes on the outside or from your secondary. So if you can do that, if they can get something like that going, Landon Jackson is a transfer from LSU, big-time defensive end, uh, recruit uh, who uh, didn't get on the field very much last year uh, and because of an injury, he, he could pay big dividends. Uh, depth linebacker behind Bumper Pool and Drew Sanders, who's transferred in from Alabama. I think they're expecting very big things out of Drew Sanders. Uh, but behind them, there's a little question at depth at linebacker. It's a really good secondary. Jalen Catalan returning. Uh, missed half the season last year with a shoulder injury. He's a first-round, you know, kind of talent and and is a dynamic hitter and and has a nose for where the ball is. Miles Slusher is a safety that filled in for him last year and is really he kind of came into his own. They've got an exciting young secondary and and also brought in uh, a couple of transfers uh, from uh, LSU and from Georgia that I think are going to 
pay dividends to it. So I'd say their secondary is probably their 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 top attribute defensively. This schedule, man, is crazy. I mean, you know, it's the SEC, so it is what it is. You pick off South Carolina and Auburn from the other side in addition to playing in the toughest half of any conference in America. But Cincinnati at BYU, uh, a Liberty program that's become a non-layup for anybody, uh, this might be the toughest schedule in the country this year. I know, and it's wild when you think about it, Toby, because those schools that you mentioned, I mean, I know they're going to be Big 12 schools soon, but they're not now, and it's not Power 5 opponents that they're playing, you know, out of good point. out of conference. Yeah. They're just really good football programs in BYU and Cincinnati and Liberty, and then, you know, you didn't even mention, it'll be a soap opera, of course. Homecoming this year, Missouri State is the SCS opponent, head coach by Bobby Petrino. Ah, oh, I didn't even think about that. Holy cow, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We, you might need to have somebody on from, like, all my He's got to ride in a motorcycle, week. right? He's got to ride into the stadium in a motorcycle. There will be neck braces all throughout the stadium <laughs> that day. It'll, it'll, it'll be amazing. So, yeah. And then you've got your usual SEC West schedule, um, which also includes the, the two crossover games this year. You always get Mizzou. And, and last year, Arkansas broke a, a lengthy losing streak to Mizzou and kind of ground their face into the, into the ground. And they get South Carolina in the second week to open SEC play. And, you know, Carolina might be an ascendant program as well. So that'll be a test yeah. for them, I think, defensively. So they're always going to have that kind of schedule. But this year they really kind of put it to themselves with this out of conference. But they do have seven home games in Fayetteville, which is very rare. Uh, they don't play in, in Little Rock as often. Uh, this year, A&M would have been the home team in the Southwest Classic. So seven games at home. Most of the tough opponents are at home this year. Uh, Alabama, Ole Miss, LSU, uh, and Carolina at the top of the list. So you don't have the most difficult road schedule. I'd say actually BYU might be your toughest, that and Auburn. Yeah. You got Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher in back-to-back weeks uh, as opposing <laughs> head coaches. That's, that's fantastic. Well, All right, step are, back. That's up at his end. Stop it at the end of the spectrum. I mean, you know, you got the guy who doesn't like to talk and then the micro-machines guy and head coach. <laughs> uh, let's step back for a second and just talk about this OU Texas thing and coming into the league. And what's, what's been the reaction on your show and around Fayetteville as to the news? Is they like the idea, hate the idea? How do Arkansas fans feel about this? Well, I think there's a – there's – there's, there's the two ways that, that, that you that the people approach it, and it's usually together in, in both breaths. You know, you curse OU and Texas while admitting and understanding that this is just this is just only good for the SEC. Is it good for Arkansas? That's that's the question that I think um, Arkansas fans are asking themselves to bring two behemoths that are in contiguous states and places that Arkansas recruits well, um, what that'll do for their ability to recruit in those, uh, in those states as well. So, but I, it's, it's only a good thing when Arkansas plays Texas. I didn't grow up here, but I've lived in Arkansas for 22 years. I'm, I'm, initially, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, PA. So my rivalries were Pitt, West Virginia, Pitt, Penn State, Steelers, Browns, Flyers, Penguins, that kind of stuff. And the Pirates against themselves, usually. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the Arkansas-Texas thing, um, that's a different level, man. That's a different level. <laughs> and, and there was such a, 
cathartic. It was a cathartic thing last year to see Arkansas just blow Texas up. And with the fans storming the field, that was the moment they really kind of let go. I don't think anybody in Arkansas that was watching that game will ever forget where they were when that happened. And it was, it was just the second week of the season. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a championship game or anything, but it certainly felt like it. Though Arkansas, Texas means a lot to people here. So uh, I don't know, you know how often they'll play, but it's only good things. It's only good things. Oklahoma and Arkansas just don't have that kind of history even though they're next. I've heard about the 78 Orange Bowl over and over and over and over again. And, in fact, the first time I ever laid my eyes on the Razorbacks, I was, I was almost 10 years old. My, my cousins, I, I lived in South Florida, they took me to the Orange Bowl. Uh, you know, Arkansas versus Oklahoma did not go very well for the Razorbacks. I see these people, you know, now I know what calling the hogs is. You think a nine-year-old from Pittsburgh had any clue what they were doing then? And I didn't even know where Arkansas was located. We left at halftime because it was an ugly game, but uh, so I'm not quite sure what to make of that. But I think you know, brand names in college sports mean something. Oklahoma and Texas are brand names, and now they're in one of the two big brands as far as conference are concerned. And Arkansas is in a pretty good place, so I think people are excited about it, mostly with a little trepidation. So we've had a lot of talk on this show about potential future SEC scheduling formats, and I'm sure you have as well. This. 3-6 or 1-7 has been talked about a lot. And it's a lot of fun to try to figure out, okay, who's OU's 3? It's easy to figure out who OU's 1 is, if that's what they do. But who's their 3? What's that answer for Arkansas if you've got to pick the the three rivals that they play every year? Arkansas is in a weird position if you're talking about rivals because they arrived in the SEC in 92 left their old rivalries behind, with the exception, I think, of like Ole Miss. They, they, they've had lengthy history in football. Uh, so because of that, I kind of feel like Arkansas Ole Miss could and should be a thing. But then you look, they're going to force Mizzou on Arkansas. That's also a thing. That's a sponsored rivalry. And the SEC, I think, feels that there's interest in trying to keep that moving Somebody's got to play end. Missouri, right? Well, yeah, Oklahoma's probably going to have to play Missouri, too. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. Is Oklahoma I one? I guess that's my question. It is I know they don't have a history, but the proximity of them, do you think they that they try to make that into a thing? Um, I do. I do. And I think the proximity is one reason why uh, it, it, it can't be a bad thing when the Razorbacks and the Sooners play against each other. I guess the question is, like, who will Arkansas be able to play Texas on a year-by-year basis? The, the series with A&M has importance. Um, you know, and, and a presence in Texas is huge for Arkansas. So they're going to need to have one of those two schools, I think, in their pod when that gets done or have Texas be the crossover rival. It's just there's so many teams that you do want to play. Arkansas-LSU is a great series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm sure the Razorbacks would love to get away from Alabama, would, would probably like to get away from Auburn and the state of Alabama overall. Just haven't had a lot of success against Auburn or the Crimson Tide at all. I think it's a 14-year losing streak since uh, Nick Saban arrived there. So I think they'll be looking west, and that's how the conference has been looking, and that's where they expanded before, too, was west with Arkansas. So, yeah, I think Oklahoma and Arkansas will be a, will be a thing moving forward. I hope Texas is. I think A&M will be. And then after that, I guess it's a question, is it like, you know, are you going to play Mizzou every year? Are you going to get an Ole Miss? Are you going to get an LSU? 
All right. Well, one thing we could agree on is uh, we got to play each other in baseball more often, even before this SEC yeah. thing happens. Uh, the trip over to Fayetteville a couple years ago was just fantastic. Um, obviously, we saw each other up in Omaha this year. Hopefully, we can make that happen. Tell Chuck I said hi. And, uh, Phil, thanks for a few minutes of your time today. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And I, uh, I appreciate you having me on. It's a lot of fun. Thanks, Phil. See you later. Bye-bye. Phil Elson, uh, baseball broadcaster for Arkansas, has a talk show over there and everything. Good info on the Razorbacks. That's an interesting question, the OU Arkansas situation in the SEC. If they do the three six scenario, I mean, obviously OU Texas is one, but what are the other two for, for Oklahoma? We'll be back. The Ref Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, welcome back. Winding down a Thursday edition. So Arkansas 22. Anything on the uh, text line you want to hit this segment? we got a short segment here, and then we got Chris Plank. I want to make sure I give Chris plenty of runway today. He might Let's need an see. emotional uh, cons- consultation. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Person obviously uh, has not listened in a while. Did Toby ever buy a grill? Did he go with the traditional or the flat iron? <laughs> flat top. I went flat top. Love it. Morning, buddy. Hey, oh, great pick at 22. I can't wait to be in the SEC West. If I was an enterprising hog, I would start a Baker Mayfield experience where you can try to run from the cops. Remember, if you get caught, call Carter Jennings Law Firm. Headed to McLean <laughs> County this morning for if you need my help. Have a good day. Oh, that was too long of a text, Carter. You hurt That's my voice. Hilarious. Carter Jennings Law Firm, the proud sponsor of the uh, Top 25 College Football Countdown. Arkansas 22 today. Uh, love the show, but could care less about Big Brother. Uh-huh. Couldn't. It's couldn't, couldn't care less. Yeah, yeah, I've been corrected on that. Arkansas. Here's what I would, encur- here's what I would encourage you to do. Uh, obviously, you're new to the show. We talk about Big Brother every year. What is this, season 24? Something like that, yeah. We've been talking I would about encourage you when we start talking years. about Big Brother to turn it to one of the other radio stations that you listen to. Which what I would say. several of them will probably be talking Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas didn't take Hazelwood from Oklahoma. They took him from the transfer portal. Good point. Good point. Thank you, Lincoln. <laughs> Guys, I'm a little bit scared. There are blue things in the air covering the sky. They are showering some type of liquid. What can we do? <laughs> Go outside and just put your arms out and spin around in circles. People are very mad at me. They uh, tell you that he says that gift baskets didn't happen. He's already said that. Pete, make a calm go, down. Go buy, uh, calm down. The gift stay baskets. Stay inside happen. today and make uh, perler beads. That's what I would encourage you to do. It's too rainy outside. <laughs> Toby, I'll use gift basket for dummies language. Here's your Jeter booty call basket. Hope you have <laughs> more enjoyment. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you obviously know more about the story than I do, which sounds like was completely made up. It's not made but, up. Like, the the idea that he got girls he dated a gift is like, that's what everybody in the world does. So, But you're saying there was more to it than that. These aren't like, girls was, he dated. <laughs> that's well, not called dating. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But that's not like... Anyway. 
you find it uh, humorous and fascinating. Like I just don't, I don't understand what's fascinating about it. I guess. <laughs> like, didn't you get your girlfriend's things? Yes. Again, it's not girlfriends. Okay. Well, it's one night that... stands. Right. You didn't get one night stands gift baskets. Well, I didn't do that. Right. That's my point. And what I said is very like, few guys can pull that off. do that. What's there to pull off? Handing Ordering someone a, a gift, gift basket? basket and shoving them out the door. I don't understand. <laughs> do you think he made the gift baskets? Is that what it is? is no, obviously, to you? obviously he had a, a stock of them that a company made him gift baskets that he kept stored uh-huh. and had gift baskets on the ready. He had a gift basket closet. Yes. And uh, we'd go to the gift basket closet and say, thanks for participating. Uh, the person's asking again, what's going next to the Everest Center? There's a lot of construction going on. We answered that. See, you dipped out of the show, obviously. We answered your question. Right. And, we don't uh, know. That's the answer. No, Some sort of it's a football facility. It's a football uh, uh, housing facility. Yeah, it's going to yeah. have a, br- a bridge. TJ's reporting it's, it's going to br- have a bridge across the street. It. Again, we'll be walking across waters. the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else for me there, TJ? <laughs> no, we're caught up. Okay. I feel sorry for the girls that you dated growing up. It sounds like they didn't ever get any chocolates or flowers or anything. Girls I you. dated, yes. My girlfriend, Last yes. Week. Katie, poor Katie. 844, Chris Plank joins us to wrap it up next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Did you pick up the tab when you went on a date? Yes, this is not a date, Toby. Hmm. Hey, by the way, uh, one text here, Santa John. Says he's bought a couple of your books um, yeah. for his grandchildren. Wanted Thank to know you. if at some point he can get them signed. So of course, yeah. Figure out where Toby's going to be. If you need his address, I'm about to give it out. Um, I'll text it over to you. <laughs> he's giving yeah, out my Santa email John. to people. I'm going to give his address out to people we'll that want fig- books signed. <laughs> we'll figure that out, Santa John. Uh, Santa John, if you could leave your email address, I will uh, send you. Uh, opportunity to make a donation to Chloe's volleyball team <laughs> in exchange for that autograph. All right, we welcome in now Chris Plank. Uh, oh, Plank, an apology, too. I think he's getting one of the emails. Plank, good morning. How are you today? Oh, I'm fine, dude. Trust me. You guys have no idea what you're going to be hit up for whenever it comes to Hoyra. Um, that's the uh, horse <laughs> racing. Um, you guys should just uh, plan, prepare yourself so it's not just TJ or yeah. – I, mean, I Rich had to get Drake 20 now. emails. I don't know 20 people, so I apologize. I, 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 I do not expect you to do not feel obligated at all. I just I ended up having do you, do you and TJ both get the typical, um, well, you know, you guys get tickets to that, right? You know, it, oh, you're the voice of this. All the time that people just think I've got stacks of tickets laying around to every OU right. event. It's like, uh, hey, you got any uh, Nebraska tickets laying around? <laughs> yeah, they're just, yeah, I got a few up on the counter. I'll just send them out to you. The College World Series was amazing. There's like people I have never heard from ever in regards to OU baseball that were like, hey, man, I'm coming up. You can get me some tickets, right? No, actually, no, I can't. I can't. 
Forty thousand Mississippi people are coming into town. Right. Uh, they're a little hard to come by right now. We, so, we are we going to talk about this softball. text you sent me or no? Oh, oh my gosh! I can play. Yes, yes, we have. Did you tell TJ about it? I told him I couldn't wait to talk to you, but I didn't want to say it on the air because I didn't know if you wanted to say it on the air or not. So, oh sure, why not? Why not? It was uh, it was an interesting afternoon in the Plank household yesterday. TJ apparently. Uh, my daughter has been texting with a my fourteen year old has been texting with a boy, Ooh. and 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 by and by the way, I think the boy's a listener, and so I don't know what's if up? he's trying. What's up? The, the youth shaping the minds. Um, I don't know if uh, I, I don't know if she was like, "You need to text my dad" or what. But literally, I get this text message that I screenshot and I send to Toby because Toby's got a daughter, right? About my age, 14, about my daughter's 14, age. So, yeah. So, yeah, same. I don't know if he's having to deal with this yet, but uh, the, oh, je- the genesis She's boy of crazy. It, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Same, same here, I think. But TJ, the whole gist of it was he wanted to, to earn my respect. And I had to laugh a little bit because <laughs> if I was really smart... <laughs> It's not the gist of it. It's an exact quote. <laughs> I'm hoping to earn oh. your respect. Isn't that what it says? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And hi, again, that's that's actually pretty mature. Most 14 year old, 13, 14 year old boys don't even care about that or even know what it no. is. means. Yeah. That's, you know what? I have a problem with that. Thing. I'm texting Same you, thing. hoping to earn your respect. Sounds like an Eddie Haskell in the making to me. <laughs> exactly. And I can I, make that I reference because the kid won't understand it. That's right. Eddie Haskell is like, who is it? Like her, his parents might not even understand it, unfortunately, to be honest. But <laughs> the funny thing is, I, I just sent it back and I was like, listen, you don't have to worry about that. Just you guys have fun. And then all of a sudden I realized I should have said, you know, I got this backyard that needs to be mowed. And, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not a real big – I've always wanted a son who could edge and, and mow and stuff. And yeah. my, unfortunately, my, my oldest son never really materialized into that. So, I don't know. Maybe I could use this to my advantage because yeah, there's a lot of undone chores, right? Absolutely, yeah. You've just got a built-in pool boy. Anything <laughs> right. you need done with the horse. <laughs> I don't stuff. think he needs a built-in pool boy hanging around the house. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, TJ. That's, that's so what point. did your daughter you know, say about it? Are we are we boyfriend girlfriend here? Is this the official? Hey, I, I want to date your daughter. Do I have your permission? Is that what he's trying to say? Well, first, of all, she's not supposed to be talking to boys. She's fourteen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, listen. I promised my seventh grade girlfriend Vicky Weber that we'd meet in heaven, but we'll deal. We'll cross that bridge whenever <laughs> we get to it. Um, but I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Yeah, I mean, listen. When we get up there, and, and Vicky's there, and my wife, it's like. Awkward, but um, I mean, this is Sarah, Vicky, I, Vicky, is, Sarah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not too young. Well, no, nah, I'm not too young for this, but she's too young for this. So, yeah, I think she's. I, I'll tell you what. That I thought it was kind of cool that a 14 year old kid was 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 wayboast enough to to text the dad and be like, hey, uh-huh. even though he did have a couple misspellings in there that concerned me. Did you Ooh. notice that? No, let me um, look at it closer like, here. Hang on a second. It, well, I, I'll have to send the reply. I think the reply had it. They they don't spell no K N O W. They just spell it N O. And I'm mm. like, that's that's problematic. That's not a there 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 thing. That's a 
That's a listen, bro. We got to double check our education, what we're doing here right, right now. Yep. But spelling is very important <laughs> if you're going to date my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you've done it long enough that spell check hasn't caught that one for you yet. Oh my gosh! But yeah, yeah. good times. It, it made for a fun afternoon in the in the plank household. So uh, well, you got another daughter yeah. after that one. So here we go. Like this is the first gate has opened to a decade of potential dating in front of you yeah i know this is why i'm gonna start working out i gotta i gotta get built like uh i don't know like ted or something so these guys can fear me right when they when they come to the house now it's like oh there's your dad all right anyway let's go you know i've got to have you've got you've already got you don't need to get yoked you've got a powerful weapon already it's called a microphone and oh this is uh, true all you have to do is say listen Everything that I witness from you, I will be talking about on the radio. <laughs> That's great. And uh, it or, will keep them in line. Gets, or if it gets too crazy, it could end up being on a, on the suit. Let's go to the sidelines. Chris Blank. Chris, yeah, you know, anyway, thanks a lot, Toby. Uh, they missed their assignment just like that cheater Tommy missed his date with my daughter on Saturday night, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, Josie. Great. I'm kidding. It's a joke. I would never do that. But yeah, I, I, mean, I won't lie to you. I turned to you because our daughter. I was I was kind of shook. I was kind of mm-hmm. shook, and we were. I was taking her. You know, my Emma. Emma, to her credit, has has really started digging working out this summer. So I was taking her home one night from her workouts, and I'm like, "Hey, how to go?" And she kind of turns. She goes, "I'm trying to text my friends right now." And I was like, "Oh, oh okay, dang, back off." You know, yeah, exactly. So it's been a it's been a whole new experience for me. I'm, a, you know, the the son was one thing because, I mean, listen, he Will didn't have his play. Well, he's out in the field right now. He's he's out in the field, so he he won't hear this. But he didn't have his first girlfriend until his like senior year in high school. So you know, this is a whole new world for me right now. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't I don't know what to do with my hands. It's just very confusing and. Sounding, but I appreciate you being a sounding board. I'm for here me, for bro. you, buddy. We'll get through this together. <laughs> the fathers of two 14 year old daughters. Let's lean on each other, okay? <laughs> Thank goodness uh, I've got a son. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Working those perler beads. What a right. magnet he is. All right, Chris, have a great show today. Toby, have a great day, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks to Phil Elson for joining us today from over in Fayetteville. You find folks as well. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Thursday, everybody.